The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome one, welcome all to the latest Blog of the Boys Roundtable. It is Tuesday, April 18th, 2023, 7.01 p.m. Central Standard Time. We apologize for being one minute late, but... You know, sometimes you got to live a little. Uh, we stream live every single Tuesday here on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel. And as of now, uh, we think we're going to make sure we're, um, you know, not collapsing there. The Blog on the Boys Twitch channel. So if you are a Twitch user, uh, head on over to our Twitch page. We're Blog on the Boys over there and follow us there as well. I say us. My name is Arjo Cho. With me, as always, you can see here, read these people all over uh, throughout the universe, all throughout the universe. I guess is a better way to say it. The um, the blog on the boys universe that is the one and only Tom Ryle. Tom, thank you for joining us. You look debonair is the word that I would like to say uh, for you tonight, Thomas. Yeah, I felt colorful tonight with with still maintaining the black of seriousness. So, mm, okay, well, uh, Sirius Black is a character in the Hogwarts or Harry Potter universe. I don't know if you knew that or not. Whether that was intentional, um, you know, if you flip those words on purpose or not. But either way. Um, nah. You kind of are the the serious black. That's the vibe you have around here. I think. Um, I don't know if that offends you or not. So. <laughs> no, I like I like Harry Potter, but I'm not that okay, up well, on all of the characters. Uh, well, if you're serious black, Tony Catalina, who do you want to be? Uh, like, who are you here in our Harry Potter universe here at Belong of the Boys? Wow, it, would I embarrass myself if I say I've never watched it? I think you would embarrass yourself only because you should say you've never read it. Um, they read it, <laughs> they watched these, it, uh, never seen any of it. Award-winning <laughs> books, uh, but um, but you know, watch it, whatever. There's a new series that's going to be coming out apparently on HBO, uh, Tony. So you've got some time uh, to do your homework and either read the books or uh, or watch the movies. Uh, Brian says in our YouTube chat that you are obviously Hagrid. Um, I don't. I. I it's not a bad thing, Tony. Again, if you haven't read the books or seen the movies, you, you don't totally understand. But um, nevertheless, uh, the, the Hagrid here throughout uh, Blocking the Boys. Uh, the fourth horseman here tonight, Brandon Clemens tonight, only known as Brandon with Brandon Laurie having the night off. B1, the original. How are you feeling this particular evening and which Harry Potter character do you want to be? I'm doing pretty good. And I'm actually with Tony. I, I don't I've never read the books. I've never seen the movies. It my it's funny because my wife is a super Harry Potter fan. She she's so nice and does not you know uh, subject me to watching it or uh, having me read the books. So I give her a lot of props there. Just I don't know, just not something I, uh, I I've gotten myself to dive into. Well, apparently that's a popular opinion because Alex has taken five points from me uh, for extending the Harry Potter bit way too long. Uh, but here's the thing, Alex. Um, I was trying to extend it 
so I could check to see if we were streaming live on Twitch. This is our first broadcast ever on Twitch, so I was trying to buy us some time uh, to make sure we were operational over there, and it turns out we are. So if you are watching us on Twitch, welcome again. Please follow us along uh, our Twitch channel. We're planning on doing some more things there. Nothing's changing if you're a YouTube uh, preferer. Uh, but uh, Twitch now an option for everyone nonetheless. So thank you, Alex, for calling me out. David gave you five points, Tony. Uh, I'm assuming for having never seen Harry Potter or read it. Uh, Chase says, what's good, gentlemen? It's draft season LFG. Tom, we now have single-digit days left until the 2023 NFL draft. Nine days at our present moment. Some people get here a little bit later or listen to the podcast version of the show a little bit later. How are you feeling? Is it starting to feel real to you uh, that the Cowboys are going to have, at least as of now, seven new players? Yeah, it feels real. It's it's getting to be that time of year and kind of, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh it's always fun to try to speculate uh, how the guys are going to work out. And and as I've been saying for a while, I feel so good about how the Cowboys are set up for this draft. Okay. Well, you're not alone. Tony, I know you wrote recently how the Cowboys can go any direction that they want in the first round. It does kind of feel that way. And I know we've all got some, at least some of us here, I won't name names. I guess what this is going to be, I guess, the premise of our show tonight. Uh, some of us have some anxiety about the Cowboys going in one particular direction, at least in the first round. Um, I know that you are uh, are one of those, and, and so is Brandon Clements. Uh, but I mean, overall, Tony, it's hard to envision a way that we're all upset a week and a half from now. Yeah, that was kind of the premise of my uh, latest article on blogging the boys. Um, it just it would be really hard for them to mess up this draft, I think, because of what they've done in the free agency. They've set themselves up in a manner, you know, they've tacked some needs. Um, they've even put in some safeguards with, um, you know, bringing in places and people in places that like just gets them to this point where like they're able to draft the best player available, whoever that may be, whatever position that is. So outside of doing something crazy, I just really don't see how they mess up the round, the round one. Uh, Brandon, do you agree? I mean, do you feel like anybody who is already or anyone who is mad, we'll call it two weeks from now, is just trying to be upset. It's just looking for reasons to be upset with the Cowboys at this point in time. Yeah, I agree with Tony. I think I think the Cowboys, just because of how great they've done, you know, how active and great they've been making these great acquisitions throughout the offseason, I just think I, – I, I don't think any of these draft picks are going to expect it – are expected to make a huge impact. We don't need that. We have enough depth. At this point, there's no – I don't think there's any dire needs. I think I think you're just filling out the roster with some depth pieces. And, you know, if, you know, if we hit on a couple of these guys, it just makes the team even better. You know, you say that, but here we sit today and we all view Deron Bland as one of the best, most important players on the team. When a year ago, to your point, Brandon, it's like, oh, fifth round dudes, you know, just whatever depth corner piece. You just never know, obviously, the way an NFL season is going to unfold in front of your very eyes. Uh, I mentioned it. I hinted at it. Let's go ahead and get to it. The premise for tonight, uh, simple, best and worst case scenarios for the Dallas Cowboys throughout the 2023 NFL draft. We want to know what would make each of you sing, soar like an eagle, and we also want to know what would make each of you condemn this team decide uh to maybe root for the philadelphia eagles full-time from now on because you would be that upset with the cowboys uh tom you are our elder statesman by just uh a few months uh so you will get to choose do we want to go north or south do we want to be positive or negative what side of the spectrum do you want to start on the best case scenario or the worst case scenario for the dallas cowboys uh i think if you go the best case scenario it sets up the worst case scenario better to talk about so that's the way i'd go 
All right, so we're going to start positive. Happy thoughts, um, good times. The, the vibes are all positive around here. The best case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, sometimes when we put this uh, show together, we do this exercise. I have these guys send me what they're going to talk about beforehand. I make some notes. Nah, I was feeling lazy today. These guys know. Nobody else knows. They're complete and total state secrets at this point in time. Tom, you decided what subject we were going to tackle first. Tony, I would like you to tell us who is going to go first. Who is going to give us their best case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys? You can offer to go first if you'd like. Uh, I want to hear from Brandon first. Let's let's get Brandon C out there. All right, Brandon, what would make you um, feel good inside? Well, I think at this point, I would like to see you know maybe a, you know it, 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 it kind of comes down to players falling. I feel like if enough teams fall in love with quarterbacks. I feel like there's going to be a lot of positional needs that, uh, you know, that are going to be untapped and we're going to, we'll have a chance of getting a really high end player at, at various positions. So for me, if, if a guy like uh, Jackson Smith, uh, Smith and Jigba, so JSN and, or Quinton Johnson, if one of those guys falls to 26, I'm going to be very excited. I'll be very happy about that. Just to add to the, uh, to the trio of receivers we already have in the building. And then also I, I'm not saying this is happening, but, you know, if crazier things do happen on draft night, if Jalen Carter, you know, somehow makes this crazy tumble, uh, that would be something I, you know, I'm not expecting. But if 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 he's there at 26, I would lose my mind if the Cowboys didn't take him. Uh, so that's one thing. And then uh, Kalijah Canty out of Pittsburgh, uh, I like him as a, you know, he's a great prospect. I think, you know, people were comparing him to Aaron Donald. I mean, from the connections, the size, and everything. Uh, let's pump the brakes on that, but. He's. I see him as a top fifteen, you know, player. And if the Cowboys, if the Cowboys can get him at twenty six, I'm, I'm ecstatic there. And then also, it's just the cornerbacks. I mean, uh, Witherspoon. I don't think he's going to be there. But if he falls, great, I'll take him. Christian Gonzalez, same thing. Deontay Banks, and then one of my guys that Tony even, uh, you know, maybe a month or so back, uh, you know, Joey Porter. He, I don't think he's going to fall that far, but. Uh, Stranger things do happen, so that would be something I would be very happy about. I think at this point, just take the best player available that's uh, not a tight end. Um, interesting. Well, you're also kind of uh, tipping your hand at worst-case scenario, I suppose. Uh, you, you, I think we're doing the exercise really well, Brandon, um, especially with the JSN. You know, that that's a little, you know, dreaming, right? There's a, a definite dream element associated with that. Um, but the Jalen Carter thing is like, uh, okay, Mr. Genie, uh, I know I've spent my first two wishes. For my next one, I'd wish for three more wishes. Uh, so, you know, you're getting a little bit greedy uh, at that point in time. Um, let's see, Tom, of all of the – like, Tony – Maybe you made a mistake by letting Brandon go first because uh, Brandon casted a very wide net. I don't know how Tom or Tony, you guys are going to separate yourselves in a unique way at this point in time. But, Tom, what is the most practical uh, scenario that Brandon unfolded in your mind? I, 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 don't, I don't know. It, I, I think There's, I like they're his... all a little bit of a long shot in their own you know, yeah. ways. That's what happens when you're picking at 26. Yeah, and and the thing is, I I you know I Jalen Carter's just like ain't gonna happen. Uh, you know the the wide receiver would kind of tickle my fancy a little bit. I, I think so. Okay, so if JSN were to make it, I think we all agree consensus. I think we all feel that way similarly about Zay Flowers, even if he makes it. I think we'd all be satisfied yeah. with that uh, to a different degree. He was obviously the uh, the first-round mock pick for you guys last week on the roundtable. Uh, Tony, uh, is there anything that Brandon said that you're like, yeah, I could totally see that? Or do all of them just require a little bit too much ambition and, and hope in your mind? 
Well, you know what? I, he, he is hopeful, which I definitely appreciate. But, you know, sitting here after what happened with C.D. Lamb a few years ago, which nobody thought that was possible, I, I'm I'm going to say I don't think we can rule out anything. I know some things are really unlikely or, you know, the Jalen Carter thing would probably be one of the craziest uh, things I've ever seen. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell him that, Brandon, it's not possible until it doesn't happen. Mm. Uh, I think they'll the Jalen Carter thing. And obviously there are a lot of off the field concerns with him. And that's part of the discussion around him. If he fell to 26, I think that might be, that's almost too far of a fall to feel comfortable, right? Like, um, you know, you're talking about at that point, okay, well, everyone is passing. Every, there has to be some sort of universal understanding. Uh, Nicobe Dean a year ago, kind of different thing, but you know, everyone at, at the same, in the same way was like, no, nah, we're good. We're good. We're going to pass. We're going to pass. We're going to pass. Um, all right, Tom, that means you're up next. Tony didn't know that uh, by not going first, he made himself go last. Uh, so, Tom, what would what would get you tap dancing? What would get you out of your seat? Hooting and hollering, you know, come. It doesn't have to be the first night of the draft, but it can be anything throughout the entire weekend. You also wrote about undrafted free agency. Obviously, the Cowboys, as you wrote, have 71 players on their roster. Uh, so seven, at least at the time that we're putting this together, are slated to come by way of the draft, which will leave 12 roster spots for undrafted free agents. Yeah, uh, well, I've been was reading some again today. It's, it's something that's come up that 26 is with with the draft class and the uh, the number of real first round talents that are out there. 26 is probably closer to a, a, a high second round pick. And I would like to see the the, the things false that the Cowboys say it, would Tom. pull the trade lever and trade back. Uh, and I even looked at a a couple of teams they could trade with, I think, and get set themselves up very well. They could trade 26 to Tennessee for 41 and uh, 72 in the draft, which would be a slight win for Dallas, according to the traditional draft chart that I was looking at. Or they could trade with Atlanta and give up just a few points on the draft chart value and get 44 and 75. And that would give them an extra day to pick and I think it would be entirely possible to come up with this haul. Uh, a guy who could be their pick at 26, and you know they might have to trade back up just a little bit to get him on day two, but I think you know what I'm going to say. Steve Avila, I would love to see them get him. Uh, I think that would solve the left guard position at uh, at the uh, their own pick at 58. Uh, there's a wide receiver out of Cincinnati named Tyler Scott that might well be available for him to get, fortify that. Uh, with uh, the, the, the early to mid-70s pick, uh, Luke Musgrave, tight end out of Oregon. And then on the board I was looking at, when they got to their, their pick uh, at 90, they, would have, they could choose between Devon De- De- A-Chain or to Ty J Spears for their running back out of that uh, A&M and Spears out of Tulane. And that I think would just really address what probably everybody sees as the four best spots. They'd have it done on day three and then day five, they could go crazy, like get tune out of Houston for a quarterback to develop. Just, yeah, I would just be thrilled with something like that. Um, Tom, there's a lot of people who I think want to see the Cowboys trade back. It's not the sexy thing, but you're right. I mean, generally speaking, traditionally, you have somewhere you know between 20 to 24 
first round players truly. And, and that's presuming all 24 go in a row, right? There's positional need. It's factored into all that. Um, I, I think, you know, if the Cowboys are able to, to trade back and still, you know, land, you know, there's a variety of options. Sam Laporta was a name that went in a mock uh, here on the channel that Brandon and how not you, Brandon, but uh, Brandon Laurie and Howman did uh, that upset a lot of people because they took him in the first round. But if the Cowboys pick up some capital on top of that, I think we're all satisfied. Uh, I think they've earned the benefit of the doubt towards trading back. I don't think any of us expect them to trade up. There's no real need to at this point in time, unless we do see something like Brandon outlined, some a JSN falling and falling and falling. Maybe you got to go up to 19 or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think within your uh, scenario, Tommy, you hope that maybe one of the quarterbacks falls. Maybe somebody's absolutely in love with Hendon Hooker and doesn't want to see him pass or whatever the case may be. Um, the Cowboys are right in that sweet spot, certainly. Uh, I want to catch up on the points to be uh, handed out. I put David's comment up. He gave you, uh, Tom, five for trading back. Brian gave you a million. Um, I only have like a really thin paper, so um, don't really have the ability to do that. Uh, Brandon, Kevin gave you five. Um, says, I hate the color yellow, but at least you don't have green on this week. Uh, so you know, good for you. Uh, your fashion choice is getting shouted out. Um, Trey Fargo offers Darnell Wright at 26. Um, I do think that that would send half of tonight's roundtable into a panic. Um, I'm not a member of half, Trey, just so you know. Um, and Kevin offers that we can trade into the early second and likely get Steve Avila, who you mentioned, Tom, the guard out of TCU. Plug and play immediate left guard starter for the Cowboys. We all know if you could get an extra third with it and do it, I would go for the trade back. Uh, so it does feel like, no offense, Brandon, Tom's idea is winning right now. So, Tony, um, you volunteered of your own volition to go last. Um, so go ahead and save this party. What's the best case scenario for the Cowboys throughout the 2023? Yeah, I mean, coming last, um, obviously Tom stole a little bit of the thunder, but we put too much work and effort into this for me to like kind of veer off from what I said. So much like Tom, I am in the camp of, of, uh, trading back, but I'll get more specific with it. I think that if they could trade back to 31 with Kansas city, and take Kansas City's um, 95th pick in the third round. So now you're sitting there in the top 100 with 31, 58, 90, and 95. And much like Tom said, I want Steve Avila. I know I'm probably mispronouncing that, but I want to get Steve Avila at 31. And then any combination of wide receiver, cornerback, tight end is my dream scenario. I know tight end, I'm – you know, I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm not a big fan of tight end in round one. But that doesn't mean that's, that second, that's literally spoiling you know. it. But OK, you know, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but like if we can find a way to get, you know, Josh Downs or any uh, Kayla Ringo or any of these guys that are there, because I much view cornerback and wide receiver as something that I feel comfortable heading into the year with right now, 2023. But we'll also think into the future. And I know that's how the Cowboys like to draft. They like to think about the future and the present at the same time. So. You know, there are ways that they can get this done without trading back, but I think trading back would be the best, you know, most successful situation. And by trading back to 31, you still keep that fifth year option on the table rather than you know, squandering that in the second round. It was 10 years ago that the Cowboys traded back to 31 specifically uh, and landed Travis Frederick, still kept that fifth year option. In fact, uh, the aforementioned David Howman recently wrote about that particular draft, the 2013 draft for the Cowboys, uh, and how it completely changed the way the franchise builds through the draft. Obviously, the Will McClay era, uh, the Cowboys foregoing on the defensive tackle rich draft that it was. Everybody should go read that still. If you go to blogontheboys.com, scroll down a little bit. Um, you'll still see it. He wrote it late last week. Um, okay, so Tony, who are the 
the Chiefs coming up for? Since you were like you, you kind of called Tom out. You said, "Look, I don't. Tom sucks. All right, I'm getting. I'm coming out. I'm getting specific. All right, I'm trading back to 31. So who are the Chiefs coming up to get them? I mean, it, it's tough to say, but I, knowing the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes, like I wouldn't be a, a you know, it wouldn't be a crazy thing for me to see them move up for one of these wide receivers. You know, we we hear some guys like Quentin Johnson kind of move. You hear about Jordan Addison. I know Zay Flowers could be the first one off the board, but some people saying he won't be. So I don't know if somebody gets to the mid. 20s i could see the kansas city chiefs calling up and again i don't know if it's likely but this is a dream scenario this is the best case scenario so that's where my head's at um quentin johnston was the blog on the boys consensus pick in case anybody doesn't know um, sb nation does a mock draft um that we kind of slow roll out across all the sites obviously every site picks on behalf of their team uh when the cowboys were up a few days ago we discussed in our in our slack channel and we collectively voted for quentin johnston to be the cowboys pick dave halpern wrote about that actually today or was it yesterday i forgot at this point in time uh, but either way quentin johnston was the pick um that was not who i voted for i think all three of you did um so your fate's in my hands tonight. I'll just say that. Uh, but that being said, Brandon, I want to ask you something. Let's live in Tony's hypothetical for a moment. And this is best case scenario. How do you feel? All right. Now, we all trust the Cowboys, right, to a certain extent. But we would all trade lives with the Chiefs. There's no doubt about that, right? We, there's there's zero question to that. How would we feel if we moved back and the Chiefs came up specifically for Quentin Johnson? Is there not a Cowboys fan that's out there saying, well, wait a minute. Patrick Mahomes wants this dude. Why are, why are we poo-pooing? Why are we saying we would rather have this extra third-round pick? Like, is there a, a tiny little seed of doubt in your mind that that's the team coming up with you in this particular hypothetical? Uh, yeah, I, I think that I, I think that sounds about right. I think I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is always looking for some more weapons, and and Quentin Johnson at that point at 26, even if it's the Cowboys pick or the Chiefs pick, I think it's a heck of a pick because I I still have John, uh, Johnston in my in my top 15 rankings personally, and then I think. Anything, you know, anything outside the top 20 for me is, is that's a steal. I, I would, I would be, I wouldn't be too, I, I can't say I'd be upset. I'd be disappointed, you know, at, for the moment until I see who the Cowboys picked at 31. So, you know, again, I, I trust the process. I trust McClay and company. So I'd probably be disappointed for a minute. And then I'll probably be excited for thir- pick 31 in that scenario. Cause I'm sure they're going to pick somebody I think is going to be a really good pick. So I, I the Cowboys, the Cowboys in recent history, have drafted very well. It doesn't, you know, in every round they've, you know, in the last 10 years, they've, they've hit, hit in every round, I feel like. So they, they, they know what they're doing. I trust the process. And, and until I'm proven otherwise, uh, you know, I, I trust them. Uh, Tony, DJ Dog 31 has called you out and said that you have your mock draft website open. Is that true? Would you like to respond for the purposes of, of the integrity of the roundtable? I saw that. I did not have it up. I just had it written down in my notes, like what number I traded for, just so I wouldn't mm. butcher that. So no mock draft open here. We do it uh, right off the cuff here on uh, round, on the round table. Um, I'm going to ask one final question before I kind of crown a winner for this portion of things, and then we'll get to the worst case. And maybe this is involved in the worst case. I, I recognize you guys are, are probably just focusing on the Cowboys, but uh, last week on the NFC East mixtape, myself and Brandon Godden, we outlined worst case scenarios within the division. So from my perspective, what would suck if the Eagles or Giants or Commanders did obviously in the draft. Now, Kevin offers here in the comment section says, I still want Bijan, but I think the Eagles take him. And if they do, I am going to be a very, very sad camper. Are any of you bold enough, brave enough, maybe stupid enough, some people would say, to say, I want the Eagles to take 10. That's my best case scenario. Bring it. I would. That's my fever dream. I want that to be a part of things. Or are none of you willing to tempt fate in that way? I, I, 
Go ahead, Tony. I was just say I think Bijan to the Eagles is probably my worst nightmare because that <laughs> offensive line with that star. I mean, listen, I know Cowboys Nation don't love running backs and we're kind of burned from the Ezekiel Elliott deal. But Bijan Robinson, if you think he's generational or not, is still a stud running back behind that offensive line. That's going to be at least a five year problem for us. Yeah. And I will add that having him alongside Jalen Hurts as a running attack does not make me happy at all. I think that really complicates the defense. You have to focus on stopping that run, and then that makes makes it better for Jalen as a passer. Yeah, that would uh, – and and it's, it's not only something that would make me unhappy. I do think it's kind of really possible, too. Um, so then if we live in that hypothetical, I can promise you there will be Cowboys fans tweeting like, oh, yeah, Eagles just did it. Everybody knows you don't take a running back that high. Blah, blah. None of you would agree with those tweets. None, none of you are, are taking a victory lap around the Eagles taking a running back at 10 overall. No. No. Okay. Um, all right. That's well said. Um, I think the person who had the best, best case scenario, and I'm biased. Um, I've said that Jackson Smith and Jigba is my like fever dream, um, from day one is Brandon. So Brandon, you're in the lead here. You have, um, what do we have here? You have 22 points. Tony and Tom each have 20 points. I will say I never break it down like this, but Tony does have the lead as far as the fan vote. DJ dog 31 has thrown in five more points. Tony's way, uh, for his point about Bijan. I set him up DJ dog. So, you know, Maybe throw a ball my way. Uh, that's all I'm saying. David also gave you five points, Tony, for integrity, for not having your draft board open. So I hope that you were telling the truth. I always tell the truth. I can't tell a lie. Um, okay. So uh, worst case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to be honest. I'm happy that you put us in the order that you did, Tom, because this is more fun, right? Oh, well, best case scenario, Cowboys dropped a really good football player, and they're super awesome, and they're fun to watch, and we all have a good time. No, I want the chaos. I want the anarchy. I want the crazy dispositions. I want people screaming and cussing at each other on the internet for six months in the fall while we're all eating chili. And do the clocks fall back this fall? Does anybody know? I know we're all in like an ambiguous place with that. Like, does anybody know for sure? Yeah. I can't say for certain, but I thought it was over. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know what the status of it is. I really, I really don't know. So if if somebody knows, uh, we're on the hunt for that information. Uh, But either way, uh, what is the worst case scenario? Again, right now, Vibe is good. Vibes are positive. We're all chilling by the pool. We got a drink in hand. The music is right. And we're just kind of feeling it, right? Like the the song, the rhythm is hitting at the exact moments. We feel like the best dancer in the world. Nothing can happen that works against us until something does. All right. Something lurking around the corner. So what is it? What is that thing that sends you into a tailspin, that sends Twitter into a frenzy, wondering how we ever gave this front office praise to begin with? Tom, you set us up here to go in this direction, so I will set you up. Who goes first? Uh, let's let Brandon trot it out here. Ooh. Let's see what he has to say. First again, Brandon, worst case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys. And since you're about to go, a measure of practicality. So unlike the Jalen Carter falls to 26 thing, these are all things within the realm of possibility. Oh, of course. I kind of buried the lead a little bit earlier because everybody knows that you follow me on, on Twitter and uh, you, just all these round tables, you know, you know, in the last few weeks. I, I am one of those very strongly against a Cowboys 26 overall pick being a tight end. To me, there's only one tight end that's even first round worthy in my book. And it's not the one that a lot of Cowboys Nation is salivating about. It's not Dalton Kincaid. 
It's it's uh, Meyer out of Notre Dame. He's the only draftable first round tight end, in my opinion. He's he's ready to go from all perspectives. He to me, he's even a more athletic, and 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 we'll see what he does in his career. But he reminds me a lot of of when Jason Witten came out of Tennessee back back twenty years ago, uh, and and we saw how that worked out. I'm not saying he's going to get to the Hall of Fame, you know, like like Witten is, but it to me, he's the best. Dalton Kincaid is more, he's, he's just a heavy wide receiver is how I look at him. I just, and I don't think a tight end in, in my book is that important of a need for the Cowboys. I really do trust Jake Ferguson. I like Hendershot and McEwen's good as well. Do I think the Cowboys will attack that in the, in the draft at some point? Absolutely. I am, I am absolutely okay with that. Everybody knows my guy from Purdue, uh, Durham. He's, you know, he's a fourth, fourth, fifth round guy for me. So that's where I'd like to go. But here's the other part of it, too, that I think a lot of people would agree with me on. There's five, maybe six, depending on how you rank them, tight ends in the second round. Second round grade. So you have Dalton Kincaid, I think, in the second round grade. I would say early second round. I think Sam Laporta, who's, you know, we've, we've seen, I know Hallman and, and Lori were, uh, you know, they put him on the, in the first round. That's a little too much for me. But Laporte is definitely in the second round in my book. I wouldn't be mad if the Cowboys took him, which I have seen some mocks that have, have actually had him land in the second round for the Cowboys. Um, Luke Musgrave from Oregon State. And then uh, Tucker Kraft, South Dakota State. Uh, Darnell Washington of Georgia. And then uh, this one's kind of on the fence. Some people really like him. Some people don't. But it's Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan. Some people are kind of, you know, they, you know, some people have him higher higher ranked than others. I kind of have him as a as a late second, early third. So for me, I think you attack a different position because I think the tight end room, you're gonna have you should be able to take one of these six guys I just mentioned in the second round and be very happy about it. If the Cowboys are so set on uh, you know on a on a on a draft pick at the tight end position in the first three three rounds. I just to me it's too deep of a position for me to go first round. There's other positions that you can attack. I just, I just can't see a tight end in the, in the first round. And if it's Dalton Kincaid, you know, if, if I'm on the live stream, it's going to get real interesting, I think, is, what, is what, how I'll say it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Brandon, uh, for the purposes of holding you accountable, not that you're not, but just for the purposes, um, if the Cowboys take a non-Michael Mayer tight end in the first round, the draft's a failure in your mind. Like, I'm just like, how? because that, that's what you're saying. It's you, You're outlining this as the worst case scenario. So we don't we don't want the like, and I'm again, not saying this is you, but like the homer, like, well, you know, I'm going to trust him. I'm going to give him the, no, like you're saying now that it's a failure. This is worst case scenario. And you've got a lot of people in the chat who are supporting your case. Well, I appreciate the, the the support, and it's I'm just speaking from what I've seen, and and what you know the, the I'm just speaking the truth. I just the tight end to me, it's that position is it's not it's not a premier position. I don't think it's a it, there's not a there's not a superstar tight end. Maybe Mayer I think has the best shot, but to me I, I just I can't take him in the first round. I think you can get at other positions. I mean if if uh, if Torrance the the offensive lineman out of Florida is sitting at 26 and they take a tight end over him when the Cowboys are a Tyron Smith injury away from, you know, the offensive line could be in, 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 in a deep hole. 
I, I would not be very pleased about that. It, it's and, and here's my thing. I would say this. If the tight end position is, is done in the first round, it's an uphill battle for me to call it a win. They can still win me back because the Cowboys, as we've seen, you mentioned Deron Bland in the fifth round, they can make some picks that, you know, later on in the draft where I'm like, okay, he could have been a, you know, he could have been a third rounder. We got him in the fifth round for, you know, for, sure, for Jackson. But, but at the at the end of next weekend, if if it's a non-Michael Mayer tight end in the first round, like like your your drop like if it's if it's Dalton like to live in this example if it's Dalton Kincaid you're dropping them a f- like a full letter grade but like like the draft can't can't reach a status for you like I'm just trying to put a measurement on how much of yeah. worst case you're defining this to be. Yeah, I would say it drops me to a letter grade. I say I would say the highest I could go, you know, if they go that position, is a B. I, I that's that's okay. honest truth on it. I think if they ace the rest of the way, I think it's good. But I I think for me, a first round pick, I like to see the Cowboys hit on and hit on it very well. And if they don't, it's, it, it could be a domino effect for potentially not so great draft. I'm not saying that's happening, but I would like to see them really attack a different position in the first round and then attack tight end later. I just think there's too much depth to go after that position so early. Okay, so Kevin has given you five points. Says it's a deep tight end draft, yet no generational tight end at the same time. So taking one later would be fine. Rick has given you five points for speaking facts. Uh, David goes a step further and says worst trade up to twenty for Kincaid. Obviously, that you know is within this point. Trey says plus five. Brandon, no tight end in the first round. Brian, thank you for the super chat. Says worst case scenario is putting the season on the line, depending on Tyron to stay healthy all season with he who must not be named being the alternative. We are doomed. Um, I don't know if Brian's living within the Harry Potter um, analogy. So, uh, Brandon, uh, Tony, I'm afraid that this uh, reference is lost on you. Uh, this is, is a reference to Lord Voldemort, uh, whose name you're not supposed to say. Uh, but we're, we're brave enough to do that. We're all Gryffindors around here. Uh, so thank you, Brian. And, yeah, I mean, passing on Osiris Torrance would certainly, to some degree, being willing to bet on Tyron in whatever likelihood that winds up being. Stephen Jones was on 105.3 The Fan today, actually, uh, and was noncommittal where the Cowboys plan to play Tyler Smith, but he did sort of infer that they want to play him at left tackle, which would obviously leave Tyron's position up for some sort of question. That's a topic for another day. Tony, you are team anti-tight end as well. So we're going to come to you next. Um, I guess you guys can just keep kicking this thing uh, if you want uh, before Tom goes. So Tony, what what's worst case? Is it tight end in the first round? Is it something specific? Like, you know, make your point. Fly your flag. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm... I'm... Tight end, I already said earlier, and you talked about it, the article I wrote, where I think there's very few things they could do wrong in the first round. Like I just, like I said, I think they set themselves up to be really successful in a multitude of different ways. But one thing that I think right off the bat is a no-go for me, based on this draft and the way it's set up and what they have going on, is any type of trade-up is not in my plans, right? I don't see them or a player that they could reach or be obtainable that would swing it so much that it would be worth trading capital for. Now, the worst case scenario for me would be if that move was for a tight end or a running back. If there's any type of, you know, if they take one of those guys in the first round, it's probably going to give me a little pause. Like I already said, I'm not loving tight end. I don't love running back. I can justify it if you sit pat. But if there's any of that for moving upward and losing capital, like I talked about gaining a third round pick from the Kansas City Chiefs, if they have to like give up a third or do any type of that stuff, I just think it's a, it's the worst case scenario for this team and it's just not necessary. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, it's difficult to envision a scenario where trading up makes sense, right? Like there's I don't I can't envision us hanging out, enjoying it and that, you know, the graphic is Cowboys have traded up and we're like, oh, 
it's four X and like, we all feel like it's immediately worth it. It's not at all. Um, I want to live in something you said, we don't have to beat the tight end thing again, um, as mentioned, but you mentioned running back trading up for a running back would obviously be disastrous. Although there's a lot of people who are so fervently in love with B. John Robinson that I think they would be willing to do it at this point in time. Um, but say he falls, right? Like it's, it's worth considering that, that discussion at this point, Bijan fall. So just straight up Bijan at 26, is that, in the worst case neighborhood you know what i mean like is it the first house when you turn into the cul-de-sac um is is it on the street in front of it like or that's not even anywhere near worst case scenario in your mind because to some people that's the best case scenario is that Bijan makes it all the way it's a couple blocks over from worst case it's not the worst case where because you get same zip code same Same zip code yeah the kids go to the same schools right yeah exactly maybe they go to the same middle school and then they go to a different high school but um you know they my situation is Bijan's a a talent that you would love to have but i'm not going out of my way for it right he's got to be able to get on the bus and he's got to be able to get out and go to school from there but no Mm. in in all seriousness like Bijan would be a great pick I mean, like I said, it's probably not in my top three or four guys I would want in that scenario, but I'm certainly not trading up for a running back. I think we've already learned that lesson. Um, I'll ask all of you. So uh, Peter Schrager is one of the NFL's foremost insiders. Obviously, everybody knows Schrager from Good Morning Football. I brought this up on this week's episode of the NFC's Mixtape, which drops tomorrow on Wednesday. Uh, he had Bijan going 10th to the Eagles, which you all outlined as like a, something you don't want to see sort of thing. Um, he still had the Cowboys taking a running back in the first round. Uh, which was interesting. He had Jameer Gibbs going to the Cowboys. So uh, let's live in that world. Eagles take Bijan at 26. Cowboys take Jameer Gibbs at 26. Does anybody feel good about that? Mm-mm. I asked, uh, for, I don't want to call him out, but I asked the aforementioned Dave Halpern about this. He said he wouldn't mind that. So um, so everybody go, you know, hate on Dave. Uh, but um, but yeah, I mean, if, if the Cowboys not only took a running back, but took the second running back off the board at 26, I think we would all be kind of, the, the goodwill would have been burnt up very quickly. I mean, I, I hate to be stingy like that, but it, it would really just kind of, you know, they, they've come so far and it would feel like they just took such a step backwards. Is that not fair to say, Tom? Yeah, I, it, it, it's interesting because I was kind of on the fence about mentioning that possibility as part of my worst case scenario because I didn't know if it was feasible. But yeah, if if I'll go ahead and throw that in. If, if, the, if the Cowboys took took like Gibbs in the first and then got out of day two without addressing any of uh, interior offensive line tight end or wide receiver, that would just, I would be very upset. Uh, You know, I'm not saying they can get all three of them, but I think they should be trying to figure out how to get some mix of someone to fill in at at left guard and and get himself uh, somebody that can, can push the wide receiver position and this assumption that that Ferguson and Hendershot are going to be the answer at tight end go off Tom those guys don't have enough snaps they don't have enough experience to uh to be able to say hey we are good to go there I think they have to be looking at a tight end uh and you know that's why if they did take one in the first if it was the right guy it wouldn't crush my soul as long as they filled in on day two with some of the other positions uh i do think it it would be a bad idea to get out of the third round and still not have a tight end i just i i think the big three positions for me for some time have been somebody at guard somebody at wide receiver and somebody at tight end to 
those are the three positions you can push for a starting job coming into camp. So, Tom, I know you and I are simpatico on this. We've talked about this on different shows in the past together about how the Cowboys historically have had no issue putting too much pressure on a player, right? Hey, Micah, mm-hmm. you have to save us. That has been our worry for Micah Parsons, that they're not going to surround him with enough talent. They're going to say, hey, Micah, you have to do it all. We're going to pay you like the man, so you got to be the man. you got to be that guy each and every snap, each and every week, each and every game. And if you're not, then you're the failure, not us for not doing our jobs to surround you with talent. Mm-hmm. The past season, Tom, and you and I are on the same page here, what was our our biggest complaint? They did nothing at wide receiver. They relied on the dudes in-house. What is our main criticism, the phrase they love to say the most, Brandon and Tony? We like our guys. We like our guys. They liked their guys a lot, right? They liked Noah Brown. They liked Simi Fajoko. They liked Dennis Houston was a starting wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys in week one, and we all killed them for it. And now, in an indirect way, Brandon and Tony, you're like, we like Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. We're good. We don't have to go at this adding a, a premier tight end sort of thing here. And I'm not saying that you guys are like, I don't want to draft a tight end. No, I recognize I'm exaggerating a little bit here. But I'm with Tom a little bit here. That's why I, I've, I've come around on the like, I was, I was with you guys. Didn't want to tight end the first round. But thinking about it, that's a weakness right now, relatively speaking. It is a weakness. And so I, I do think it would be somewhat similar to what they did with the wide receiver position last year to say, you know, we're good. Why we, We've got Jake. For, you, did you guys not see Jake Ferguson last year? Did you guys not see Peyton Hendershot with the hurdle on Thanksgiving Day? You guys are crazy for wanting a, another star, you know, in this building here. So uh, I'm with Tom. You guys stink, Tony and Brandon. I will, I will say this, right? Um, like, I don't know if – I. first off, I didn't think I would be the one that was, like, super high on Jake Ferguson. I thought people were with me on that. You know, I thought Jake Ferguson's year two loop was something that we were all anticipating or excited about. But tight end – you say tight end's a weakness, but if you're – I don't know if I buy into that. To me, left guard is a true weakness. So if you're going to extend yourself or force a need rather than a best player available, it's to try to figure out the left guard spot for me. So, uh, yes, I absolutely hope and wish that they come out of this draft with a tight end. I don't necessarily or even enjoy the thought of that being in round one. Uh, So a couple of things here before we come to you, Brandon. Uh, Swain, I think Swainy. So I hope I'm getting this right. Swainy boy on Twitch says love that we got twitch streams back for btb so swainy boy our plan is to be doing these all the time uh so anyone who hasn't please go subscribe i don't know if it's called subscribe we're new here uh on twitch but do th- do whatever you do on twitch please uh says i love hendershot and ferguson being our two-player combo no love for sean McEwen. i feel like we've got bigger needs right now trey says we have henry or excuse me henny ferg and sean why tight end i would posit that a year ago, again, it was like, we have Noah Brown, Smith Hoko, Dennis Houston. Why do we need a wide receiver? That was the same kind of conversation that we were having. Um, David says that I'm spitting fire. Uh, so what do you think of my fire, Brandon? I'm Bowser. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to use the fire extinguisher on that fire. Uh, wow. Jake Ferguson, to me, I feel like he's a starting caliber tight end. I just, I've seen enough from him. I think he's got enough juice to be a, to be a solid tight end in the NFL. And also Hendershot, I I, I love that kid. I think he's got a lot of talent as well. He came out of nowhere as an undrafted free agent that, you know, he he's played some valuable snaps the last season. So even having him as the second and then Sean McEwen as a third option, I'm good with that. I'm not saying, and, and to your point, I'm not saying I don't want to tie down in the draft. There's there's a couple couple guys that I really like, and, and one guy is, is, I'll keep saying it, Payne Durham. If you haven't seen him, go watch his highlights. He's a heck of a talent. And I watched him against my – my hometown team, the Syracuse Orange, and he just lit the lit the fire on us. 
the Q's won, but that's not the point. Durham, I call, I, as soon as I saw him after that game, I was like, I got to watch more tape of this kid. And he, he's, he just looks like a Dallas Cowboys tight end and you can get him in the fourth or fifth round. But again, to me, it's just, to me, it's not a super neat. If you can, if you can get one in the late second round, early third, I'm okay with that. I, I, it, to Tom's point, if they come out of it with, you know, a tight end in the second or third round, I am not going to be upset about it. I just, I just think to Tony's point, if, uh, if uh, Osiris is there at 26 and you're like, nah, I'm going to take Dalton Kincaid. I think that's just, that, that's just not a good move. I feel like, because again, we're one injury away with Tyron Smith, who has proven not to be healthy all the time away from this offensive line being a mess. So I just, to me, tight end is just, it's not that big of a need. I feel like, I feel like I'm going so many different directions and even, even take an edge rusher that falls. I'd rather take an edge rusher that falls over a tight end. I just think tight end needs to be in the second, third, or even later rounds in the draft. It's just, it just doesn't make sense for me in the first round. I, I trust that I do trust the guys we have because I feel like they can do it. I've seen enough of them on tape. I've watched these games every, every week. We've talked about it every week. I, I've seen enough of these guys where it's time to let them play. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we will see. All I will say as we wrap up the tight end portion of this discussion is we've seen the Cowboys um, with some vigor attack positions of need on their roster and even attack future positions of need like cornerback by trading for Stephon Gilmore. They've done nothing at tight end and they didn't just like forget that it existed. Right. So like, I, I would just suggest maybe maybe start to make your piece now, Brandon and Tony, because they have kind of almost purposefully. Uh, painted themselves into this corner. They're like, we like this corner. We like, you know, the paint around us, and we're ready. You know, come draft night, uh, we're finishing the floor. Brandon. Yeah, and honestly, you know, I've seen different mocks, and of course, mocks are what they are. But I'm actually seeing Kincaid and, and Mayer going going all the way, you know, in the in the teens and the early 20s. So those guys might not even be there anyway. So this discussion would be mute. And, and to me, that would be the best case scenario for the Cowboys. Going back to that, take some tight ends off the board. Doesn't force the Cowboys' hand. They can take it tight end later. All is good. Tony, you had a follow-up. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, maybe the fact that they haven't addressed it is they're probably along the lines of how I think about and feel about Jake Ferguson, right? I think that he's ready to be the starter. Now, I think you can upgrade Henderson, um, Hendershot. I think you can upgrade McCune. If there's another one-two punch and they can find a way to get a second or a third-round tight end to go with Jake Ferguson – I mean, that's I'm all I'm all on board for that. So I just listen, I'll get over it if it's a first round tight end. It's just not my ideal situation. I'm team Tom. And so, Tom, uh, take us home. Tom, you're in pole position right here. We got two <laughs> laps to go. You know what I mean? And, and you've got this. You've got the inside track. So what is your worst case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys? Do not fall apart now. Tom. I just gave you my worst case scenario. Tom, dude, playing with fire here. Yeah. What was Bristol Dirt we, Race? Oof. What was your? Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. What I said, I, I said like they. I said if they don't address interior defensive okay, well, line, you, which is my, you didn't have. Let's worried. let's kind of restate it because we were still kind of you know hanging out on Tony's point. So now that the spotlight is firmly on you, Tom, you stole the show yeah. as like a side character, but now this is your episode. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, yeah, um, but what, but that that's what I'm saying. You know, the, the the idea of if they did take the second running back off the board in the, the second round. And they just whiffed on interior offensive line on getting someone to fill in at left guard uh, because you said you said it correct that that Stephen Jones hints that Tyler Smith is who he wants starting at left tackle, which says to me, okay, maybe they're planning on coming in and filling that in in the draft. 
Uh, and if they, they don't get a tight end, I think, on day two, and they don't address wide receiver because outside of their top three, they don't have much. We know Michael Gallup has an injury history, and I would love to see somebody to come in and push Michael Gallup for that third wide receiver spot. If they whiffed on all of those, that would make me unhappy. That would be my worst case thing is if they just kind of left those positions alone on the assumption they've got enough because I don't think the evidence is there. They've got enough at that those three positions. Mm. Um, I think that's well said. And I, I think the spirit of your worst case scenario is what I would apply to anything. I would consider it worst case scenario if they don't draft a linebacker, right? If they're just like, oh, Leighton will be healthy, right? Like, like we re-sign Leighton, so like, it'll be fine. And I'm not saying you have to spend a top 100 pick on the position. You obviously believe in Damone Clark. Maybe you believe in Jabril Cox to a certain degree. But like, that's that's my general fear is that, and we were in a very different spot with this team a year ago where their top three needs were offensive line, pass rusher, and wide receiver. What were their first three picks? No, we didn't draft for need whatsoever. This was just total pure coincidence. Look at our sheet and everything. So uh, that would be my worst case scenario that the Cowboys wind up in some sort of corner that they don't want to be in uh, by virtue of painting themselves there. So that's that. Does anybody have anything else to say before we crown a winner? This is your last chance to kind of really state your case. Tony, did you raise your hand? I really didn't. I couldn't tell. I'm gonna stand on. Uh, I'm gonna stand on what I've said. So you're far. gonna hold. Interesting. <laughs> hold, hold uh, Pat. Yep, I'm yep. holding to him. Yep. Tom, anything else? Even though you were upset no, that you had to speak call, a little bit call, ago, I call. You know what? I Tom was the first person to really kind of not need more to say. So the roundtable winner tonight is Tom. Tom, kind of truest <laughs> in his convictions. Um, I thought Tony and Brandon, you know, kind of, you know, were just a little. I, you guys didn't sell me on the tight end thing. You know what I mean? Like you guys are like, I, it will. The, the fact that you guys are like, I'll be okay with it in the very end. That can't be worst case scenario. The worst case scenario has to be, I hate this team now. This was the exact opposite of what I wanted to see them do. I mean, it has it has to ruin your draft. That's the whole point. If it's the worst case scenario, Tony. If they trade up, if they trade up in the first round, that is like. I mean, I, I don't think I'll ever say I'll hate this team, but I'll, I might have to turn the TV off for about thirty seconds. <laughs> Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Tony. Please, for the love of God, do not trade up to like 16 or something and give up so many like, you know, early picks just to go get Kincaid or something. I'll, I'll, I'll be uh, losing my mind. Uh, Tom, let's see. Kevin says, yeah, Tom. So agrees with me. Uh, Brian says, Tom is the winner because I missed him and he wants an O-line as much as I do. David offers your, his congratulations to you, Tom. Thank you, guys. Uh, Trey says, hashtag stop robbing Brandon. So, uh, Brandon, <laughs> Trey feels like you were robbed. Tony, nobody Trey, feels like you were robbed. Uh, so. <laughs> you win wow. some, you lose some. Uh, yeah. Tom, you just haven't remember- spoken. This is, this is your moment, Tom. You're, the floor is yeah. yours. Uh, just, you know. Remember the key. The key to winning this is always find something that RJ agrees with, and you're golden. <laughs> uh, wow! By the way, uh, Kevin just Kevin just proved you, Brandon, and you, Tony, to be like why you lost tonight. Kevin said, "How do you guys give your worst case scenario after a winner is declared?" Again, you both waited until we crowned Tom to be the winner to be like, "Oh yeah, well this is my worst case scenario." Like you didn't really stick Run to the it. Tape no. Run it back. Oh, I said it. Still on a tight end trade, you know. Um, I also think you guys can't be so close-minded and say like, if they take a tight end, like, what what is the context involved with taking a tight end? That's what Tom's overall idea had was if they don't address these things, it's, it's not a premier position. Scenario. It's just not a premier permission uh, position. It's just not. It, to me, it's you, you don't need it. You don't need it in the first round. <laughs> 
Well, is, is, say Steve Avila and Osiris Torrance or any of these guards that can come in and be a plug and play for them at left guard is there. And they're like, I think I'm going to take the the second or third tight end in the first round. What, what if Steve Avila fall, What if Steve Avila falls and makes it to 58, Tony? You know? I, I think that'd be in the best case scenario situation. <laughs> you know, so that would that would be that would be the Cowboys okay. just falling let, in. Let and me put it like a rose. Let me ask you, Tony and Brandon, a question, and I would like you to be objective about this. Is Dalton Kincaid in all likelihood there at 58? Probably yeah, not, right? We, we, no. Probably not. I, know, I take him. So, I, I guess the question is, Steve Avila is way more likely to be there at 58 than Dalton Kincaid. Is, is he? he not? I yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think so. Like, I, again, I bet if you you're the playing first round guys. I would disagree. I, I, he's a top, top, uh, really? Avila is a top 50 guy in my book. Well, that's yeah, not I'm top. Saying, I'm, that's not first round. I mean. Yeah, I'm no, seeing. I think he's middle second. Easily. Yeah, but I'm seeing him a lot of high second round. Who's the first? Who's the says, number one guard in this draft? Do you think? Osiris. I, it's been it's shifted over the last couple of weeks. At least uh, what I've saw is that people feel Avila. I'm gonna finally say it correctly. Steve Avila okay. is the number one Let's guard say this. in this draft. Let's say this. Put put a million jelly beans on this right now. Which player is drafted first by whatever team? Dalton Kincaid or Steve Avila? Brandon, Tony. You're the so you're the Kincaid. you're the non-tight end truthers here. Yeah, it's Kincaid. I think he goes to the Chargers. Could be, be Kincaid, really yeah. Okay, so so the fact that you both believe it would be Kincaid doesn't at it all has, give you confidence if the Cowboys take it. But that has nothing no. to do with us. Like so if no. if, if, if we so I, I know you said it, and so not to put words in your mouth, but you said that that you think that tight end is uh, is a sore spot or one of you know one of those situations need to be addressed. I don't necessarily agree that that, that I feel that they're a weakness in that point. So you're just strengthening something that's at least middle of the pack worry for me instead of addressing what is a, a glaring hole at left guard. So first of all, Brandon Laurie chimes in in the comments as tied in the first round forever. Not Laporta. Um, let me ask you all this. Uh, let me put it this way. And I didn't mean to make this the tight end discussion, but it's just naturally what it became. Um, so every year I mentioned uh, another Brandon, Brandon Gatton and I, we do the all NFC East team on the NFC East uh, mixtape that we'll do at some point later in the off season. And so we do the best quarterback in the division, right? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if we ranked them, right? If we, if we went, we'll call it quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight ends, offensive line, and then defense, whatever. And we ranked them one through four, right? The Cowboys are easily fourth at tight end, right? Like that's easily where they're fourth compared to their division rivals, right? Like like at quarterback, they're two, right? Maybe you think they're one, you know what I mean? Depending on where you rank Dak, you know, their wide receiver group is, is two, maybe at the worst, if you still believe Philly to be better or whatever. Their running back group, obviously you could argue is the very best, depending on how much you believe in Saquon Barkley. Their offensive line is nowhere near the worst in the division, but their tight end, they very clearly right now have the worst tight end situation in the NFL. It's based on optimism and hope, certainly, in Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot, but in terms of what it is right now, it's the worst. No, I think they're the second best in the division. You think they have the second best tight end group in the division when the Giants traded for Darren Waller this offseason and the Eagles have oh, Dallas well, Yeah, that's, that's true. I forgot Waller's there. That's my bad. So third. I mean, my, my whole situation is is like, all right, so now you're now you're forcing a need there. You're you're saying the tight end has to be addressed but, when I think but we acknowledge probably, it's not a, it's a 26. We're not talking about a, like they're not picking at eight. You know what I mean? Like that's sure. part of the context, too. Okay. So if, if 
if so, we all were, you know, submissive of Tyler Smith last year. If they come in and they stand on their like their beliefs and they and they draft a tight end and he's a star, like I'll eat crow. But like we're also assuming that like it's it's a tight end because it's popular right now. I don't know if the it could be a guard, it could be a wide receiver, and we could be sitting here and this could be a moot point. Tom, your thoughts on the last five minutes of discussion? Because you've sat there kind of digesting. Yeah, uh, I got that. I'm gonna go back. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and say that they've set themselves up that if they still do something early enough at the uh, left guard position, it's not gonna break my heart if they go a little too early on a tight end, like that they do take one in the first round if it's a good guy that's there and they don't make a reach. Yeah, you know what? That's kind of how I feel, Tom. It's like. I view this as like the Cowboys have saved up money to go on vacation, right? And they're going to go to the mm-hmm. gift shop. That's what's going to happen next Thursday night. Are they maybe going to pay a little bit more than standard retail price for something? Absolutely. But you know what? They saved. They knew this day was coming. They they specifically put themselves in this financial position to where this shirt costs $45. I can get it at home for $17.99. Are you, just to say the place that I went, that's ridiculous. You know what? They saw that day coming. They put those pennies yeah. in the piggy bank. <laughs> wow tom you were magnificent tonight tony brandon you were you were very good tom, is magnificent. um tom i would like you to pick one of tony or brandon to make a, a random noise to send us off um and whoever you don't pick gets to pick the noise that the other person has to make. Oh, well, that's pg-13 that's that's a lesson that you learned the hard right. way uh tom yeah. uh, but uh but, <laughs> but so uh, the person you're picking has to make the noise. Though, so the person you're not picking gets to decide what the noise is. We want something creative. Person who is not picked by Tom, go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I, I want to hear what Brandon does for a noise. I want to hear him. <laughs> Tony, something creative, something cool, something awesome. You got this. We believe. Give in me you. a give me a sad, long, drawn out horn if if a tight end is drafted in the first round. The sound that Ooh, you'll make, like an announcement horn to like express your emotion i kind of like this okay, exactly let's go, 